be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Orley's Weekly Weather. We're having technology adventures today. Uh, this is the week Mercury's still in his retrograde shadow. And Pluto stationing and a full moon. A lot going on in the heavens. Plus, most importantly, the eclipses are coming. With the full moon today, we enter into eclipse season. The next two weeks lead up to a new moon eclipse. And then there'll be two weeks later, and there'll be a full moon eclipse on the November 7th. So there's an eclipse on the 24th of October, and the eclipse on November 7th. And, of course, November 7th is Election Day here in the United States. Um, so that'll be exciting. And as we lead up to eclipse season, we have a lot going on in the heavens. Um, last week, I had noticed Niobe active, the asteroid asteroid, the asteroid Niobe, who is the asteroid of the death of children. And so there was the, uh, the murders in Taiwan. Um, so, you know, sometimes when I see that, I'm kind of like, yeah, do I want to say it or not? So I chose not to, um, but I also recognize, you know, it was, the asteroid was there and, uh, to all those little babies and children that left. Um, yeah, so it's hard. Pluto's stationing yesterday, so we have five days before, five days after. Um, as Mars trying Pluto last week, we heard that for the third time, remember part three, we heard the librarians, remember Mars is in, uh, uh, is in, um, I'm sorry, is Mercury trying Pluto last week. We heard the librarians, Mer Virgo is a librarian, sign saying, hey, we think Trump has more documents, we don't think we've gotten them all back. So, you know, part three. But also, what did you hear last week with Mercury trying Pluto? You're supposed to use it in the next few weeks ahead because the energy is very strong, especially as we head towards eclipse season. And I always go, the eclipses are coming, the eclipses are coming, get excited. And this particular week has a lot of interesting uh, things going on in it. So we'll get right to it and um, talk about where we're going and what's happening. So first up, let me get my little mouse working here. Uh, and my pointer turned on for those of you who like the pointer and for those of you who don't. Um, hey, pointers. Uh, remember, uh, just a few weeks to election. Check that you're registered. Um, get involved. Double check your registration. They've been purging a lot of people. Uh, push back, speak up, volunteer, donate, and vote. You can check it all at headcount.org. Uh, and do check if you've got to change an address or you've changed something, you know, really follow up. A lot of the Republican legislators, legislatures have passed laws, I think 420 to date, trying to limit voting. This is your one key to getting your voice heard. So uh, the fact that there's courts, cases between the, before the Supreme Court saying, hey, the state legislatures can pick who wins. It's like, no. We need to have a lot of voting. We need to have a lot of people stepping up and saying, hey, you know, no, my vote counts, my vote counts. That is your say. That is how you get your say in the government. So please, please register to vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just register to vote. The whole goal here is having a voice and, and being seen. Personally, I hope you vote all the Republicans out on a personal note because I'm kind of like, you know, these guys want to control our bodies. Next is our marriages. Next is our birth control. Authoritarian, you know, it's okay for them, but not for us. So Herschel Walker can pay for an abortion, but he wants a total ban for all the other women. So 
And you know that hypocrisy. This is Pluto in Capricorn. This is our uh, Pluto return for the United States. And again, I apologize to the white guys in the audience. For the old white guys that owned land and owned people, we're Pluto returning them. So it's time to make the changes here where women, minorities, uh, people that, you know, are different looking than old white guys. And if you look at that, <laughs> there was an interesting thing during January 6th because the Republicans said, a couple of them said, hey, come join us. And then they realized you guys aren't going to blend in because there's so many Democrats that are minorities, uh, people of color, and, you know, women. You know? So we gotta, we got to kind of think about what we're looking for as a multiracial, multicolored democracy. And I think it's really important as we have the Pluto return of the old white guys that owned land and owned slaves, and that was all who could vote. Women, we didn't count. That's why there's no abortion in the Constitution, because we were chattel. Uh, people could be enslaved. Um, kidnapped and carried across the ocean and enslaved. So we have to vote to change these things, and that's how we do it. We get conscious, we vote, we shift things. Um, so please register to vote. Whatever, whatever you're going to vote for, but get your voice heard. Uh, scare them. <laughs> It's always good. Mercury retrograde. This week we're going to have Mercury entering Libra. It is, of course, in its retrograde shadow until the 17th. So we're figuring out things. My printer is being very badly behaved. Um, I'm like, do I really need to get a new printer? Oh, but watch where your Mercury, watch where the Virgo Libra is. And of course, printing is a Mercury job. So I'm, I'm talking to the printer and making nice to it, hoping it will print. But this week, Mercury goes into Libra. But we are still in the retrograde shadow. Remember, we entered the shadow August 21st. It went retrograde September 9th. It was retrograde through October 2nd. So the ghosts are talking to you, and they're still talking to you until October 17th. So talk to your ghosts if they return. If you think about somebody you haven't seen in a while, reach out to them. Um, that probably means they're thinking about you too. Check in. Check in and check on people uh, with Mercury uh, there. Uh, it's shifting today, this week. So Pluto stations direct today, which of course is always, uh, or yesterday, which is always an intense energy the five days before and the five days after. So as we watch Pluto come in and stop, he's back to where he was in January when he entered his shadow, January 5th. So the things that you've been working on since then now get to go forward. And so for many of us, that represented a, a forward motion time. The Pluto station's actually pretty active. And if you felt a kick up, like, hey, I gotta go do things, this is an excellent time to do them. It also is a time of lots of endings. If you notice the midheaven, the vocation, the direction, the calling is at the last degrees of uh, Sagittarius and the Ascendant is at the last degrees of Pisces. Now those two guys are both ruled by Jupiter, so Jupiter's in the first house here, joined to the Moon, uh, which suggests lots of changes around emotional matters, changes around how we're going to process things. It's a little bit before the full Moon that happens today, on Sunday, this happened yesterday, but that Moon Jupiter in the first is why you're feeling frisky. But it also is an energy where we're feeling like, gee, we need to maybe change things, shift things, move in a new direction, kind of try new stuff. So it's an interesting energy with that Jupiter-Moon conjunction as it rules the direction, it rules where you're coming from. So you may find 
that you need to let some things go with the Pluto station. As he turns door forward, looking at your contents in your life, looking at what you've got going on, and deciding can you really do it all, and prioritizing. And maybe going, yeah, I can do it all, but I need better organization plans, or, you know, that was great and I did it then, but now I need to change it up. Remember, with Mars in Gemini, through the end of March, we are reprioritizing our lives. We're reshuffling. And the Saturn-Uranus square, which is still in effect, you can see Saturn's here at 18, Uranus here is 8. They're not going to actually meet, but they're talking to each other. And they're asking you to look at your habits, your structures, and understand them. And we have a lot of energy with that this week, which we'll talk about in more depth in a few minutes. But look at your structures and change them. What, what, do you, what habits, routines do you need to change to be feeling better, to be working better, to be operating better? What kinds of things need to shift in your life? And so the energy this week really brings a focus to it because we're going to have a huge finger, finger of God with the Sun and Venus forming this finger over the course of the week, kind of pointing out where, you, where, you, where things work for you and where they maybe aren't working quite the way they needed to work. But the Pluto station, you can see it's high. It's got a lot of energy around reorganizing, restructuring, and owning power. Now, when, I, when people I know have a, clients come and they have a Pluto uh, transit, I'm often like pick up the power book by Robert Greene because it talks a lot about the 48 laws of power, which are designed to do, you know, people use to do things, uh, and they have a desire to effect. You know, sometimes we call it gaslighting, sometimes we call it triangulation, sometimes we call it power over, you know, whatever your whatever words you want to use. But the idea here is understanding that when someone has a very strong, when you're having a Pluto, and the whole country is having a, the whole world's having a Pluto transit, because it's in the last degrees of Capricorn, that's in the decant of the people. So we have the riots in Iran, we have the Russians refusing to serve in the war, uh, trying to flee the country. We have all these things where people are looking and going, hey, you think you're in charge of me, but you're really not. I'm not happy with this. So this is an important thing to remember with Pluto. He really does bring huge changes to things, and he permanently alters them. He is in the sign of government and corporations right now, Capricorn things. So there's a lot of Capricorn structures that are being challenged, pushed, power dynamics that are being poked at. And so it's important to kind of uh, be conscious and to think about what is what the power dynamic in your life is and where is that little 26 degree Pluto stopping. Now any planet in your chart that's 26 will be having some impact from Pluto. So it's important to look at where the Capricorn house in your, is in your chart because that's the place where uh, Pluto is making changes. Next up, we have the full moon today, which is the full moon that happened on October 9th of now, and it's at 16 Libra. This takes us back earlier to the new moon in Aries in April of 2021, and the opening square in January of this year, 2022, and now we're seeing the culmination. So think back to April of 21, and what were you thinking of then? What were you starting? What were you working on? What were the new ideas that came in? This is a full moon that encourages us to take action. It does have a quincunx from the sun to Uranus and the node of fate, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but also there's an adjusting energy that this moon wants to take.
It also has a quincunx that forms with the Neptune in the first, and it also has a trine. Uh, the Sun and the Moon have a trine to uh, Mars and Saturn, and they form what's called a kite. So there's a grand trine in air, which we'll look at again in a second. A grand trine in air, shooting the energy towards that moon in Aries. So think about what you were initiating last April, April of 2021, what you modified in January, and then now you're at the full moon culmination site and seeing it in a new way. So full moons have a lot of energy to them. Uh, we look at the Arabic parts for them, which are what they're going to be. Now this is, of course, the chart cast for Washington, adjust to your location. But the moon in Aries is a fast-moving Aries. Mars and Mercury are in mutual reception, which means they can change places and swap and do different work in each other's thing. Mercury is on the part of imprisonment. Very Remember, Mercury now is still in its last degrees of Virgo, right? So it's saying to you, where are you imprisoned? In my case, I'm being imprisoned by my printer who's now decided to print. Not quite sure what it's going to print, but it's making noise over there. Um, so look at where you're imprisoned mentally where you're being held captive by your ideas, where you're being held captive by old thoughts that maybe aren't helpful. Look at where you can push through to new ways of thinking about things. And so Mercury is a, a recognition of how we're gonna work. And if you read Nelson Mandela's biography, um, autobiography, he wrote about realizing when he was in jail that he had to keep his mind free and where our mind is imprisoned, where we're feeling imprisoned, where the people are feeling imprisoned, because Mercury is in Virgo, and so people that are feeling, you know, not good, uh, you know, the bro protesters in Russia get sent, get arrested and then sent to the front. Not a great idea, because they're protesting the war, but that Mercury in, Mercury in Virgo, last degrees of Virgo, how are you being held captive, and what's going on? The chart wants to break free of that shift that focus, change that focus. Next up, the asteroids for the full moon are Psyche. Uh, both sun and moon are on Psyche, which is us coming to a real deep understanding of things. Remember, with the Mercury trining Pluto three times, Mercury in Virgo, his favorite sign, he uh, he's really been doing a lot of thinking about things. There's a lot of ideas, new focus, new approaches. We also have Mars aspecting Terpsichore, which is music. I encourage you, if you have trouble, I went to a lecture once, it was, it was really well done, and the woman would ask questions, and if you had trouble, she would say to you, think of a song lyric, and you would say it, and she had an amazing command of songs, but she would think of the song lyric, and the song lyric always spoke to the energy that was trying to be described. So there's an energy here where we really want to work with music, as you can, for inspiration. A lot of energy and changes with Capito Active and Ceres Active around adjusting our relationship to nurturing and parents, adjusting our relationship to partnerships. Neptune, of course, on Amor, invites us to fall in love, to find the passion in our life. So it's an interesting full moon, and leading as it does to eclipse season, We and of course the Sun and Venus and Mercury soon, tomorrow, are going to all be in Libra, the, the sign of partnership and relationships. There's a lot of energy in the sky about who are you partnering with, and more importantly, why? Are they helping you, or are they holding you imprisoned? Are you being imprisoned by your thoughts? How do we break free of those? So there's a lot of things this week 
that point to breaking free from where you've been held captive and you don't want to be captive anymore. Mercury, of course, enters, <clears throat> he's still in his retrograde till the 17th, but he enters Libra on October 10th. And when that happens, he shifts. He's on a world point. There's some kind of awareness or consciousness. That's Monday night, the, um, uh, the 10th, when he goes into Libra for East Coast time. It's 7.51. But he's on a world point, so he's kind of in an aha moment in terms of how he's working things out and what he's saying. He's also in a quincunx to the moon, asking the moon to make some emotional adjustments, moon recently in Taurus. Now remember, eclipses are when the sun and the moon meet up, means the sun is within 15 degrees of the node of fate, and that's an eclipse. And when the sun and moon meet up on the nodes of fate, we have fated events happen. So we know this next four weeks, middle of election, bunch of other stuff going on, a lot of planets turning direct, a conjunction that starts a new eight-year cycle with Venus and the Sun in Libra after a hundred years of cycles in Scorpio. Um, there is a lot going on in the sky. It's going to be very turbulent. Uh, you're not losing your mind. You just have to let go and go with the flow or hang on tightly, you know, for dear life. That also works. But recognize there's all these changes that are being made or being pointed out. A lot of air in the sky, which allows us to make intellectual associations. So now when we look, this is the configuration we're going to be dealing with all week long. And it's an interesting one. As I mentioned before, last year, we had the Saturn-Uranus square three times. January, June, and then in um, uh, December. And that was the, you know, the cardinal people move, the mutable people move, then the fixed people move. So we had that shifting. So they aren't meeting up to get together, but you can see they're only separated by 40 minutes. And they're going closer and closer until Saturn stations and goes direct, which is coming up pretty quick. Um, so they're in a square. Now what happens when they're in a square is they're in this argumenting and argument energy. But you also see that Mars is here in Gemini, and he's forming a grand trine to the Sun in Venus, and he's forming a grand trine to Saturn. So there's a grand trine in air. Now Mars trined Saturn last week, but you can see the Sun and Venus are going to come in to trine Saturn this week. So a grand trine in air is lots and lots of ideas, lots of plans, lots of thoughts, and often two thoughts, like I can do this or this. You don't need to pick. Mars isn't out of Gemini until the end of March but you're being presented with options about how you want to move. The thing that's important into this grand trine, we're having the Venus and the Sun form a quincunx with these change of habit plans with the Uranus and the Saturn. So it starts on the 11th when the Sun and Venus, the Sun is exact on the 11th, and you can see Venus is right behind them forming a quincunx to Uranus, saying, what are you going to change and how are you going to change it? And so you're kind of like, gee, yeah, what am I going to change? And you can also see Mars here at 23 coming into square Neptune at 23:22. So as this quincunx forms, we're going to be having, and it's going to be a finger of God, because after it forms with the Uranus, it's then going to come and form with the Neptune. So we're having this adjustment in our habits, adjustments and changes in the structures of our lives and the routines and the rituals. The things we've built 
we're being asked to change with a faded energy. Remember, we're also in eclipse season. Right? So, so these are faded changes, F-A-T-E-D. They're a big deal. When we get to the eclipse, the full moon eclipse, and the new moon eclipse, you're going to see Uranus very strongly involved, tied into this finger of God. And think of God and Adam in the, chip, in the Sistine Chapel, um, where God kind of goes, You in there? I got something for you to do. So we're going to watch where you have the Libra planets. We're going to watch where you're invited to take action and do something. Now, if you have planets at 18, you know, they're going to be activated because the sun is at 18. So think of any planets you have at 18 that are really getting activated very strongly right now. And as Venus comes into 18, which she's doing this week too, because the sun and Venus are traveling together until they meet up and kiss on October 22nd. So they're very close. And of course, Venus rules the sun, and Venus rules herself in her rulership, so she's very happy. She also rules uh, the Uranus, because uh, he's in Taurus. So there's a lot of energy around, like, what's the path of the heart? What's the direction your heart's calling? As we go further along in the week, when we get towards the 16th, which is Sunday, so notice this is from Tuesday through Sunday, this finger of God forms, here you see the um, the sun forming the quincunx to Neptune, and you can say, see Venus forming her quincunx to Uranus, and you can see the big finger there, see the green guy. You can see the grand trine in air with the sun in Venus in Libra, trining the Saturn in Aquarius, trining the Mars in Gemini. And of course, the sun's going to come up to aspect the Mars, Venus is going to come up to aspect the Mars as this finger is forming. We also have the square with Mars square Neptune saying, I'm dissolving some of the things you thought were important. This is going to be like a big week for ghosting or a big week for people going, you know, I just can't do it. I'm overwhelmed. I'm full. I'm, I, I'm, I can't, I don't have any space. Or people feeling like they really have to juggle things because the energy with the Mars square Neptune can be a little overwhelming. Um, and of course, Neptune at 23 is that degree of Bhopal and um, Chernobyl. So we know we're going to have a little saber rattling around, saber rattling around nuclear stuff with Putin and you know his tactical nuclear weapons. But we also know with the Mars square Neptune that there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a fadedness. There's a faded finger. So look, if you have planets at 21, 22 or planets at 18, 17, 18, there's a lot of energy here around how those planets are working together and combining this big configuration in the sky, saying pick towards your heart's path, pick towards what you're called, what you love, pick towards that 23 of Libra in your chart. That's where the apex of the finger is, that's where the Grand Trine shoots out, that's the energy that's getting loaded up for you to partner with yourself partner with your life and make the needed changes in your habits and routines to support this change. Also, thinking back, the Neptune is back where it was when we had this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction April 12th of last year, of this year rather, which was here's a new 13-year cycle. So there's this enormous energy in the sky this week. It's a complicated week emotionally. People are going to be a little overwrought totally fine. People are also going to be intense and passionate, totally fine. 
but the focus the focus is always sitting and listening to your heart's path and saying what is my heart's path as I'm heading towards these eclipses which are going to align me remember when eclipses happen they kind of put the sun and moon together and they say this is what you're supposed to do right and eclipin people leave or shifts things shift people rise up eclipin means to rise up or people are eclipsed they get left behind or they lose a situation they lose a position they lose a passion because the eclipse encourages them to go you know i i have to go i can't do it anymore so you know i got an email uh from somebody saying hey you know can you know i heard you were supposed to do this this person is unable to do it anymore you know can you get it get this to me bye 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 and i'm like sure so i'm like all right i know i know that person's chart i'm thinking mm, yeah okay so as you're watching people withdraw pull away from things or alternatively commit to things and then say i'm committing to this which necessitates me changing this other thing just recognize the world is in enormous flux right now and the way that you're clear is when you're working on the thing you love because the north node is in taurus and the sun and venus are in libra so they're kind of like well what do you love if you go towards that you're following your heart's path but in the meantime lots of swirling if that's not your heart's path anymore might have been for a while but now it isn't great time to kind of go i think i need to shift it change it you move it forward and it was interesting you know one of the things that happened this week is the senator from nebraska is up for being president of the florida uh, colleges florida university system but he's running for election so he's going to win the seat and then he's going to leave and go take the job in florida and i'm kind of but allow the governor the republican governor to appoint him right to the new appoint the new senator he you know he gets the win and then he quits and leaves so there's a lot of that going on don't take it personally and if you're doing it don't take it personally this is something you're being called to do you're being called to lead towards this so you listen to that heart's path this week and when other people say this isn't my heart's path i think i have to go they really do have to go again not personal it's just there's a real push it's a finger of fate as we're heading into the eclipses as we're heading towards our next path and so there's a lot of realizations of <coughs> excuse me this isn't what i'm supposed to be doing i'm supposed to head here so giving that permission to happen is super important um then we also have in the midst there you can see the mars square neptune right coming in but i think it's important to look at that chart by itself you know i put all the rest of the planets in so mars here you can see is up here uh, in Aquarius, the house of groups and directions and where we're headed. And you can see the progressed moon, the transiting moon, is right next to Uranus, which is a trigger, which says, okay, this is where I need to head, this is what I need to do, do and go towards. And as Mars comes to square Neptune, he's going to activate that whole thing. He's been activating it. And then, of course, the, he's gonna, the Sun and Mercury are going to come to square Mars over the next few days. So there's an activation mars square neptune to say go towards the dream go towards the dream neptune is back where he was april 13th april 12th think of what you were saying your dream was back then now is the time to go towards it it's an important moment of choice again it's not going to be stable till we get to the end of march but this is the time when you say hey i want to go towards this 
and obviously the senator from Nebraska taking over the schools in Florida is going to have to move to Florida. So he's probably not going to get there until the end of March. He might get the job, and then they revise it and revisit it, and then he gives, he gives up his Senate seat, and they appoint somebody else, and he goes off to his new life. Remember, this is not... This is for 13 years. This is for 29 years. This is for 20 years. These are not changes that are necessarily going to be like click, click, they're done. They're long-range changes going towards your vision of the future without worrying about, well, you know, just trust the process. You're being called. There's a, when it's a finger of God, it feels like you're being led somewhere. Trust where the universe is leading you. This is, this is a time for faith in your heart, faith in your, I can't really do this, my bandwidth is full, how am I gonna get this all accomplished? I oh my God, uh, just trust it, go with the flow, a lot of energy. Again, when we're looking at this, a grand trine in air, great ideas, finger of God directing you towards the sun Venus, Mars, Neptune, breaking down the borders, breaking down the barriers, taking action. That, of course, is Gemini in part one, part two, but it kind of steps us towards a new path. Uh, so those are the main aspects of the week. But because the sun is doing, the sun is forming, whoops, sorry, the sun is forming this aspect and then right behind it Venus is, we're actually working with this through next Monday. But we're still in eclipse season, right? So eclipses don't happen until the 25th. So this is a build-up energy. So kind of watch it building up, feel the energy changing, feel where you're being led, feel where the finger's pointing you, where the finger of God is going, you want to come in and do this? That's the path, that's the direction. So in support of that, the sun this week is going from 16 Libra to 23. Um, and that's its big aspect, is the, you know, that forming of that finger. But it also, because it's dancing with those planets, it's encouraging us to step it up. Mercury this week is going from 28 Libra to 8, or 28 Virgo, excuse me, rather, to 8 Libra. Push, push, push. And Mercury, of course, is going to get in, when it's at 2, I didn't put this in, but when it gets to 2, it's going to form a hammer of Thor, with the Uranus and the Saturn in a square. So if we look here, kind of imagine little Mercury over here at two, forming a hammer of Thor, which is going to happen on October 12th, October 13th, there's kind of an aha moment. I didn't want to turn that on too, because then there'd be too much stuff. But last couple weeks ago, the Sun formed the hammer, and Venus formed the hammer, and now Mercury's coming in. Now, he's already formed two hammers with this. This is his third hammer. So this should crack it right open and break it apart. And of course, you already had part one and part two when he was a two, two Libra squaring the Uranus and the Saturn. You also had it, the Sun and Venus went through there and woke it up too. So this is the third and final pass with Mercury going in and whacking that thing one more time. And that kind of does make it all kind of fall apart. And Mercury as the messenger, of course, he's ruling the Mars too. He's all about like, oh, now that I see this or I understand it, I really need to change. Please, please, that also says to me, please, please check your voting status. If you think you're registered, just double check on that headcount.org. Because um, Sneaky Pete's might have un unregistered you. Uh, so that's the energy of Mercury as he moves forward. Uh, Venus this week is going from 13, um, uh, 13 of 
uh, Libra through 18, almost 19 of Libra. And again, we've been talking about her aspects. She does have faded connections, so watch who you meet on the 9th. You can meet somebody important on the 9th because Venus is having a quincunx to the nodes of fate. Um, Mars, of course, is not really doing anything this week. Um, he's, I mean, aside from squaring Neptune, but he is in this grand trine in air, kind of leading the pack. So we have a forward motion energy with him. Uh, there are no directs this week, no planets stationing direct, but next week we have a couple. Um, we also have the um, calendar for uh, the moon. So today we have the full moon in Aries uh, with the sun in Libra, and that happens tonight at 4.55 p.m. East Coast time. And then we go into um, Thanksgiving Day in Canada and uh, Indigenous People Day, Columbus Day, and the celebration of um, transformation here. Uh, when Columbus arrived and discovered there was a country here, but the people were here much longer. Mercury goes into Libra at 7.59 p.m. on Monday night as we mentioned and then the moon uh, the moon is the moon goes void at 10:02 a.m. the moon is void all day monday from 10:02 a.m. to 5:04 p.m. 5:04 p.m. the moon goes into taurus when the moon goes void with this full moon it is a closing square of psychological integration and it's pretty intense and it's kind of mean so <laughs> a lot of letting go separating can't do it got to do something else forward we go uh, moon into Taurus tomorrow night, Monday the 10th at 10 at 5:04. It's in Taurus on Tuesday. It's in Taurus on Wednesday, and it goes void on Wednesday at 5:54, 5:42 p.m. rather, with a trine to Pluto. So Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, very productive in getting things done. Um, moon is then void Wednesday night, and it goes into Gemini on at 1:08 uh, a.m. on the 13th. Um, and it is in Gemini Thursday, Friday, going void at 12.11 a.m. on the 15th, and it goes void. Gemini Moon joins Mars, so it triggers that Mars energy. Moon is void the morning of Saturday, um, and that, that conjunction is gets a lot done. So the whole, all the moons this week get a lot done. The moon, not so much the Monday moon, but the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday moons get stuff done. The moon goes into Cancer, 12.11 p.m. on Saturday the 15th, and it's in Cancer on the Sunday the 16th, and it goes void at 4.56 p.m. with an opposition to Pluto, um, Cancer moon opposite Pluto, so that's a hard ending, and that's going to be when the sun hits that other leg of the uh, finger of God, and that's going to be when Venus hits the finger. So the choices that we're making we're going to really feel like we have to push away when we get to that full moon. Um, this is a week of very intense moons, um, partially because the Sun and Venus are really pushing us to make choices, also because the Moon in Taurus and the Moon in Gemini are very personal moons. They're like, what's of value to us? And they're also, how am I going to communicate it? Once we get to the Cancer moon on the weekend, um, Saturday afternoon and Sunday and uh, Monday the 17th where we've made our decisions and then we're going to implement and at that point we roll out the news we roll out the story and we also push 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 so um, the moons are very intense this week uh, and you just have to realize that we're at choice point you know this is um, 
Mercury's cleared to shadow. He's uh, he's not cleared to shadow. He's in labor making decisions. He's gotten all the details and the data. But now he's ready to push forward. So we're going to watch for fated events in our own lives and in the lives of the people we love and in the life of the world. Because we're really going to see things in a way we perhaps had never seen them before. And that's super important for us to work with and understand that Uranus-Saturn that we had all last year uh, which asked us to change the structure of our life for the new life we're building. Now it's really, it's kind of going, you know, we've been talking about this, are you ready? So I have a lot of clients I've been talking to that are kind of like, I'm really, I'm just so aware of I have to go here, or I'm so aware I have to do that, or I'm so aware I can't do this anymore. Just listen to that part of your heart. It's not necessarily something you're going to be able to articulate to other people. Um, but you do know you can't do it anymore, and you do know that you have to shift. And so that's what we're being asked to do. We're being asked to shift here and move in a new direction. So when we're looking at that, honoring that story, honoring that need to change, particularly intense, of course, are Tuesday, when these the aspects first start, and Wednesday, when we have the Mars-Neptune aspect, Friday feels like you're in the flow, like you've made the decision and you're good, you're good with it, but then you have to figure out how to get out of it over the weekend. And then next Monday is really big, the Monday the 17th. So it's, it's just trust the process, ride with the energy, feel connected to the heavens. You're going to make the right decision. You are, you are. This isn't a chance of making the wrong decision, especially if you're listening to your heart's path. If you're not listening to your heart's path and you're listening to someone else's vision of your life, this can be a hard week. If you're listening to your own vision and knowing what is important to you and why, then that's the focus. And that's the space to head. It'll get clearer and what will happen and when we get to those eclipses, it shifts, it moves, it changes. So it's important because the eclipses are coming, we know it's intense. We also, with the eclipses coming, go back to the previous set of eclipses that happened on uh, April 30th and May 15th. So remember, we talked about the April 12th, that sun, um, I'm sorry, the Neptune-Jupiter conjunction in the fountain, in the water, squirting a new energy forward. But the changes that we, we kind of felt or realized needed to happen uh, um, April 30th and May 15th. Now these eclipses bring those stories back up for us to look at, shift, change, and move in a new way. So it's it's helpful if you do listen, take time to meditate. A lot, you know, with the Neptune being so active with the Mars, there can be some kind of reveal or some kind of, gee, I was deceived, I didn't see it. But it's understanding that, that part of Part of the thing with Neptune, and, and, and when I talk to clients about it, it's supposed to get you in the rapture. It's supposed to inspire you. It's supposed to encourage you to move forward. Kind of whether you want to or not, you're in the dream. You're taking that action. So you're moving forward. So in the case of the senator from Nebraska, he's running for the Senate, but he's interviewing for another job. He was unanimously voted. So one can only expect 
yeah, I may win the Senate, but then I'm going to go, I've applied for this other gig, I'm going to go leave and go and do it, because I can feel I'm supposed to do that. So it's, it's an interesting time. Don't feel bad or guilty if you're feeling like you really need to change things, because you really need to change things. That's what we're doing. We're all getting in position for our next lives, our next chapters. It also, when we enter eclipse season, is quick departures for people, physical too. So this can be time where illnesses pop up, raise up, surface a bit more, and suddenly come out of nowhere and something happens and people leave because uh, they're done. They finished their, they finished their assignment and they're taking off for Planet Stardust. Uh, so the eclipses are very volatile this year. Of course, the elections in the states are in the middle of them, but we can see the world kind of building up and, and fomenting. And of course, with Pluto in the Virgo decant, the people are not happy. And so they have to make their voices known and say why they're not happy and what they want the change to be. And really think about what you want the change to be, what you want it to be, what you think is right for the world, not, not what other people tell you is right, what you think is how it should be. And trust that if you make a decision in that direction, you're making the correct decision, even if the Mars-Neptune might be a little unclear, but you're like, no, I know, like, that's important to me. I remember at one point talking to my friend Tom, and he goes, I am a single-issue voter. And I'm like, okay. You know, he voted for, he has a single issue that he votes for. And you may find this, you're a single-issue voter right now. What is the thing that's inspiring you to take action? What is the thing that you want to change? go in that direction because here the Saturn Uranus is saying it's time to break up the structures, change the habits, get new ones in place. What is the vision you have for your future and your life? Act on that. Act towards that with this month, this, this aspects this week. Like that's what I'm acting towards and I'm leaving behind this other stuff because I'm just full. My bandwidth is overdone. I can't do it. But I also recognize when we get to this, um, what did I do there? Um, I don't know what I did. I broke my thing. <laughs> wow. All right, that's exciting. Um, all right, there we go. I love it when I break my computer. Um, yeah, so when we're looking at that Uranus, Mars, uh, that finger of God with the hammer of Thor, with the grand trine, um, the hammer of Thor is coming from Mercury. Just trust the process. It's stuff supposed to break apart and move forward. Um, okay, Mind Body Cruise, Spirit, Odyssey of the Sea in January. We're going to be at sea. We're going to have lectures with me and Patricia Bell and Sam Reynolds and Cassandra Butler. Uh, and sign up through Hildy at KENE Travel. Any problems, give me an email. I know some people have written that they have trouble getting my certificate working. I'm not quite sure what that is, but we've been working on it and we should have it fixed. Um, second, next, couple of stars. I know this week we have a lot of information just got dumped on you. You can sign up for a daily audio where I go, okay, now today we're going to be doing this part. Okay, now today we're going to be doing that part where I give you a six to ten minute audio listing and then a listing of all the aspects you can watch them come into your life. Sign up at Patreon and Ortley. It's $17 a month. And this is similar to um, Astrology in Your Pocket that I did with Astrology Hub. Next up, today, you're not too late if you got this aspect, I'm speaking today, but this whole conference is recorded live. 
you can get it online. It's $150 if you are not a member of OPA. If you are a member of OPA, it's free, and it's going to be available for you to listen to, I think, till the end of February, I think I saw. But it's out there, and these are really good lectures. So in Tucson, my heater's turning on now. You can hear the heater, right? The clang, clang of the heater. Um, tell you, the place is live with noise. The printer's not working, the heater's running. It's fun. But so we, we were in Tucson, actually, in um, uh, April of this year, April 30th, for the eclipse, and we all spoke live, and so the lectures were good, so we decided to re-record them today and yesterday um, with the, the original talks re-delivered. I'm talking on the calling of astrology today at uh, 3.30 Eastern, noon 30 Pacific. Um, but yeah, you can register and get the information, and you can also get the audio tapes and the slides. So that'll all be recorded and available for you. It was a really good conference, and the lectures were really good. And now we're getting part one, part two with, with Mars and Gemini. So, Also, Pluto Return of the United States available, and the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction available. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about you know how to work with the energy for the week ahead. It's a really intense week. The eclipses are coming, and when they come, they're like big deals. These are really big eclipses because Uranus is involved with them. And we know with the Mars-Uranus conjunction that we had at the beginning of August, we've been having a lot of, oh my God, then now this, oh my God, now that. So we have a lot more of that this week, especially with those really intense aspects happening. And just watch, you'll see it in everybody's chart. They're all getting called somewhere. They're getting called somewhere in their Libra house where the planets are inviting them to change, to shift, to move in a new direction. And that's the energy for the week. So have a good one. Uh, intense days all week long. Uh, intense moons all day long. But especially, <laughs> I just it's an intense week. I'm not even going to try and make it less intense. I'm just going to say intense, intense. But your path is to focus on where you're being called, where you're being directed, where the planets are kind of pushing you along and saying, go here, go here. Imagine a herding dog. I have a friend who had a, the dog is now, Jake is now since passed, but he, he had some um, uh, herding energy from like some kind of sheepdog in Australia was part of his blood, right? And I would go to her house and I'm a Pisces moon with a lot of water and I would get in her pool on a float and I would float in the pool and read a book. That was one of my vacation places. And Jake, when she, you know, and that was a lovely way to spend, you know, I'd spend a couple days in the pool kind of thing. When she got Jake, for her boys, Matthew and Dylan, um, Jake is a herding dog, right? So he would run around the pool, run around the pool, herd, 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 herd. And I'm lying in the pool with a book feeling guilty because this dog is running around the pool, working, 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 trying to herd me into some place safe because I'm floating in the pool and I'm not being I'm not being herded. The energy this week is a Jake energy. It's a herding dog energy. So if you think of it that way, and if you've ever watched herding dogs, they have a job. So the universe this week is gonna herd you. It's gonna push you. It's gonna you're gonna watch it running around you and you're going, I'm being herded. I'm trying to read my book here, floating in the pool, but I can't. I'm being herded. So trust the herding and head in the direction of it. I mean, what I ended up doing was not floating in the pool anymore, but sitting on the pool step. 
and reading my book there so Jake wouldn't run around the pool because he made me nervous when he did it. So, you know, take, this, take the story of Jake, apply it to your life. What adaptation do you mean, need to make so that the dog is happy and isn't hurting you? The universe is going to try and hurt you this week. You know, go with the flow. It'll, it'll make it a lot easier. And on that note, I wish you a great day and a wonderful week. And uh, the eclipses are coming. Get ready. They're going to be fun. This conference is no longer being recorded.